For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude Don't, your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. Oh, welcome back to the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for all the feedback on last week's episode, which was, is manifestation a coincidence? There was just so many lovely messages I got and then people give me examples of their manifestations. It was absolutely heartwarming and and a pleasure to do that episode for you. I just want to say I will continue that one because, um, yeah, it, it resonated with so many of you and I think it is lovely to see or to hear rather examples of other people's manifestations and to kind of keep that thread going so I'll definitely be doing more of that in um, a few episodes time. For this episode I felt called to do something around limiting beliefs and the reason being is because something came up for me a few weeks ago, no it wasn't, it was a week ago, where I realised um how one of my limiting beliefs had been confirmed as a young child. But also because I have been um, launching the academy again. So if anyone wanted to become a life coach, uh, I did a masterclass the other week. And the academy doors are now open f- for people to um, to start their journey as a life coach. was amazing. And I've been jumping on calls with people who've got questions, but I'll be honest with you, the questions are never really questions about the course. It's more about their own limiting beliefs. And I just thought, you know what, that's two things that have come up in the past week around limiting beliefs that I really wanted to do an episode on it because it can be the thing that is your resistance around the thing that you want to manifest. So very perfectly timed, especially at the start of the year. 
So you'll know if you've listened back to my um, back catalogue of episodes that one of my limiting beliefs was I'm not smart enough. And I've always said that came about because of a number of things. One, I felt like my sister was the smart one in the family because she was completely different to me. She would read. um, She was very quiet. (laughs) I was very loud. I definitely didn't want to read. And then just getting moved onto a different table from my friends in um, year six of the year, just before you go into secondary school. And noticing that they were doing different work to to the people who were on my table. And there was only a handful of people on my table. So you already know you're being segregated. And then it got confirmed when I went into secondary school because I wasn't in the top sets. And then, you know, my beliefs were I'm not smart enough. My thoughts were, oh my God, this is too hard. I can't do it. So I'd quickly do my homework, hand it in. Minimal effort, so therefore minimal results, which then confirmed my limited beliefs. So that's what I've always believed was true about that um, I'm not smart enough label that I'd put on myself. And then the other night, my daughter has been taking loads of pictures while she's out with her friends and things, and she's had them printed off and she was going to make a little scrapbook. Apparently that's what they do now at 15. It's like, almost (laughs) she's like it's so old school (laughs) to print our photographs (laughs) just just makes us feel old really um so yeah so that's what she's been doing she's been printing our photographs and she wants to make a little scrapbook of like the last year of all our little mates and stuff and she said oh ma'am did you ever make a scrapbook when you were little and I was like well not with my not with photos I didn't I was like but I did one on Egypt (laughs) she was like you did one on Egypt. She was like, how sad are you? And I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like me at all. And it was this memory that just came flooding back. And I started to just, like, I, I thought to myself, oh, yeah, I was really interested in Egypt when we did a, a, I don't know, a syllabus. I don't know what you would call it. They taught us it in school. Like, there was a whole, like, term I think where we're learning about different things about Egypt and hieroglyphics and mummified bodies and all that type of thing and I loved it I was so interested in it and I even made my own little project at home like my dad took us to to the Hancock Museum near us and they had things in there like um they've got like an original mummified body in there that you can go and see and um, you could buy papyrus paper that that's what they would have drawn on and things anyway I'm totally boring you about Egypt you can tell I loved it anyway so I'd made this project of my own like not that I'd been asked to do at school and it was probably the first time that or, or the only time I can remember rather it might not have been the first time I might not be able to remember the only time I can remember that I actually was interested in something and was academic about it if that makes sense like to actually like do something that I don't have to do to research things to read I had loads of books about it and to kind of do something on my own like I think I look back now and I think god actually you were academic like there was a part of you that was interested in something and over excelled because I went above and beyond like I didn't have to do that little project that I did um on my own 
and this was like early or maybe this was year five and my dad was like you should take it in and show the teacher what you've done which already I'm cringing at just thinking about that because like I don't know does a teacher really want to see see what you've done extra apologies if you're a teacher listening to this anyway my dad gave us this big old briefcase like I think it must have been like like it was proper big like it must have had like a camera in or something and it was like this empty old briefcase and he said take it in and that and I was like okay (laughs) imagine doggy kid taking it in so I took it in but I was almost a bit embarrassed to show anyone so I just kept the big briefcase under my under the table in in the classroom and nobody asked me what it was either and I remember being in after break so the rest of the kids must have been outside and I must have just been tidying up so my teacher was still in the classroom or I was finishing off some work my teacher was still in the classroom then another teacher came in and I saw them both look at my briefcase and almost laughed to themselves and the shame that washed over me at that time and I remember just thinking you're not good enough and whatever story I told myself because of that one incident and I'm not beating the teachers up in this um retelling of the story I guess what I'm saying is my interpretation of that was to feel shame was to feel like I'm not smart enough was to confirm of like, who are you to like try and do something outside your comfort zone? Like I felt all of those things. And as I was telling my sto- my daughter about the, the the project, bear in mind this is a this is a thing I've hidden deep. Like I've totally forgot. So it shocked me to think, oh God, you were actually academic dude. And then the next day I was on a call with somebody, a consultation. And she was talking about something about how she'd felt shame about something. And immediately, like like a little lightning bulb in my head, I connected why I'd forgotten about that Egypt project because I felt shame. And that whole incident came rushing back and it literally, like, like shame washing over me, I felt physically sick as I remembered that. And I felt sad. I felt sad for for Jude who'd felt like that and I guess sad for the Jude who'd continued to feel like she wasn't good enough from those incidences and what she interpreted those as. Now as you're listening to this right I'm guessing you will have an example of one of your limiting beliefs where you felt shame about it where you felt like you weren't good enough, where you had one of your limiting beliefs effectively confirmed in your own head, whether that's right or wrong, whether that's truthful or your perception, it was confirmed and you felt that shame about it. Now, we can't go back and rewrite those stories. It's impossible. And there's nothing I can do. Like, I remember um, when I started doing my coaching diploma and I think this is why I don't get tapping and I'm sure I've talked about this before like I don't really resonate with tapping like EFT and I think it's because of the way it was used when I was doing my diploma and I had a a a mentor who was um supporting me through through my life coaching diploma um I remember saying like I know why I'm struggling at the minute it's because I don't believe I can do anything academic and this feels very academic to me and she was like, take me back to a painful memory. So we go back into a, 
I was thinking about a painful memory in secondary school and throughout the tapping process what she wanted me to do was almost relive it with different eyes so like even though I felt sick and depressed and lonely and sad in this biology room like I can picture myself sitting in there in this almost like like can't breathe feeling because it just felt so awful she was trying to get me to relive it and see it as just a classroom and just people around me and and it just didn't work so I, I think there we go we've just pinpointed why I don't get EFT and that's just because I think I tried to pin it to a bad experience not necessarily the way it's used or, or the way people use it now and I guess what I really struggle to do and I've done research on this and I think it's actually nigh on impossible to rewrite that story I think you can go back and give comfort to yourself like I can definitely do that I can go back and I can tell the little Jude who felt shame that actually she did a good job and what she had inside that briefcase was worthwhile like it, it was good stuff um so I can I can correct that part of the story in my head but I can't correct the teacher's like you know giving the snidey comments or or laughing about the 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 briefcase I can't correct that because actually that was a bit shit and what they did was a bit shit but they'll not remember that um and that's fine and you know if they if they were standing in front of me now I definitely wouldn't bring that back up because why make somebody feel bad about it like I'm just not that's just not what I want to do because it's not going to change how I feel about it And as somebody who stands in front of you now, who doesn't have, I'm not smart enough as a limited belief, like I actually think I'm quite intelligent. The only way to rewrite the, the, or or to reprogram the limiting belief is to start working against it. Okay, so this is where I'm going to invite you to do some work around this. So if you've got something that you really want to do, like it's on your vision board, but you know you have resistance to it and you know you are pushing it away because you have limiting beliefs about it. So if I give an example of, so somebody who who might want to come into the academy and they've known for a long time, this is something they really want to do, they really want to help people, they're really interested in the psychology side of it and they're they're tired of where they are right so all the ingredients add up to being actually this is the right decision for them like it's you know in terms of setting up a business you've got um low costs in terms of you know setting it up is very low You, you only need your um certification and access to a computer essentially so the from an investment point of view it's quite low as a startup you um can do it as a um something on the side while you're doing your full-time job like you know really there's no limiting beliefs uh sorry there's no blocks physical blocks or circumstantial blocks it's always when somebody jumps on a on a call with me about the the life coach certification it is always their own limiting beliefs that are stopping it like what happens if what happens if i can't coach what happens if nobody wants to work with me? Like all of these limiting beliefs. And when you kind of 
pick them out a little bit, right? So if, if their limiting belief is, what happens if nobody wants to work with me? You unwire that a little bit more and you would eventually end up with a thread that says, uh, um, a limiting belief rather, that, that probably threads down to, I'm not good enough. So why would somebody want to work with me? <clears throat> and I guess what we tend to do with goals and then our limiting beliefs is, is we join them together quite quickly, right? So if the end goal is to work as a life coach and earn 10k months, but your limiting belief goes, but you're not smart enough, what happens if you fail? What happens if you can't do the work on yourself while you're going through the academy? Like all of this limiting belief comes up because you're trying to work towards this huge big end goal so just like if you said I want to run a marathon but I'm not fit enough well yeah like that's probably true like at the minute if you don't have your life coach certification then you probably wouldn't have anyone wanting to work with you because you don't have the knowledge you wouldn't be able to sell the benefits of coaching like I guess what I'm trying to say is the stages in between. So if you said, oh God, I'd love to run a marathon, but I'm not fit enough. And running a marathon is one of your goals. Then you wouldn't just try to run the marathon. Like there are steps in between. And for me to get rid of the I'm not smart enough, a limited belief, there were stages in between. It wasn't like I just went, oh, let's just remember back to that time where you were smart enough and you did that little Egypt project. I mean, Frankly, obviously, I'd, I'd buried that deep, so that wasn't coming out anyway. But it had to be stages. It had to be little, small, incremental stages of me going, oh, I can do this bit. So like me gaining my life coach certification, that had to be stages. It had to be stages of me going, right, what do I need? Okay, I need to have knowledge in this area. So what does that mean? Okay, well, I need to have a diploma. Like I didn't jump from zero of not knowing anything about coaching to then imagining me working full time in it. Like I had to do it in little stages for my head to be able to start believing it was possible. And that's really, really key. You've got to start believing along the way. You don't immediately become confident. So I was never going to be super confident as a coach just starting out because why would I? I didn't have the competency. Like I didn't understand what it took to be a coach. I didn't have anything um, from a, a tools point of view. I didn't have any knowledge of what it took to be a coach. And I think one thing that stops us achieving our goals is that we feel like we have to be confident first and confidence comes afterwards. And once you feel confident in something, you start to erase those limiting beliefs because you can't be confident and have a limit in belief. Does that make sense? Like they work against each other. But to get that confidence takes time and it takes you starting to believe along the way. So if I don't believe I can run a marathon, then I probably just need to believe that I could run a mile. So what would that look like? And then start to plan those incremental stages. So I know if I can run a mile... Um, and it's going to take me working up to that. And it could just be actually within a, I don't know, within the first time you start running, you run a mile. And then the next week you decide to run two miles and you double it. 
And then the week after you add on another mile and you just keep doing it. And now all of a sudden you've got X amount of miles under your belt. Now, it might be that actually you review halfway and go, actually, I can't add a mile on every time. Like it's a little bit much. I need to still build up to it. So maybe for a month, I'll just stay at what I'm doing to build up my levels of stamina, energy, mental strength, physical strength. And then the next month, I'll add on another mile. Like it may be that you start off really fast, which tends to happen in goals, right? I want you to remember this, is that we can start off really fast with a goal. And actually, we can see ourselves like just, I don't know, losing the weight or getting really comfortable with what we're learning. And then something hits and we go, oh, this is too hard. And then we give up. But what we don't realize is that this next bit of of where it's hard is our next bit of growth and that has to come or else you're not growing and your confidence won't build if something's not a bit tough because you'll just think it's easy and nothing's easy because there's always something that you've got to like um, tackle whether it's a mindset thing or whether it's a physical thing so in a nutshell I want you to just start to Look at your vision board. What are the goals on there? What are the ones that you feel like are really nice and exciting, but it feels impossible? I want you to work back over with them. So look at each goal, write down what your limiting beliefs are around it, and then start from the beginning and go, right, how do I retrain my brain to work against those limiting beliefs by taking the small steps? So you plan it out. And remember, not everything goes to plan. And I don't know, you might have a bad week. You might have other stuff going on, other commitments. But you've got to keep coming back and reviewing your goal each time so that you get to the end. And that's how people succeed. And that's how people gain confidence. And that's how people become competent in whatever they're doing. But if all you do is sit with that limited belief and go, oh God, but what if I failed? oh God, but what What if I can't do it? You'll never be able to do it because you'll just sit in that discomfort and you will never change the story that you tell yourself. Yeah, so like, you know, going back to I'm not smart enough for me, there were so many different stages that I had to get through to be able to go, oh, actually, Jude, you're quite clever and you're very good at X, you're very good at Y. And I start to look for evidence as to why I'm good enough. And it's not a, it's not been a solid, like conscious journey of all the time going, dude, quick look for how amazing you are. (laughs) It's just been like, oh my God, can I, I can't believe I achieved that. And I look back over and go, wow, look at that. I did that. And it's just those little incremental steps that lead to huge, huge things. But I had to start stepping outside my comfort zone, doing things that were a little bit uncomfortable, doing something that potentially I could have failed at. And remember, anything we do will probably fail at a little bit because why would you be good at anything that that you're doing for the first time? You're going to be a little bit shit, whatever it is. But you've got to start doing the work to go, right, okay, so I wasn't very good at that bit, so that's my development area now, and that's the bit that I need to work on. But again, if every time your history is to go, this is too hard, and you walk away, 
you just confirm those limiting beliefs and you ingrain them harder and they become more solid in the forefront of your mind. Like, I'm not smart enough for me, was at school. So I've had since school to really work on them and work against them. But if I just kept giving up every time, anytime there was like a new role come up or something where I could have challenged myself, then I would stay in that story, that story of I'm not smart enough. So I always think with my um, podcasts that, you know, I never plan the content out. It's not like I've got like a... um, a yearly planner and I'm going right in January I'll talk about this in February I'll talk about this it's whatever intuitively comes up for me whether that's with my clients whether that's in one of the groups that the manifestation course or or the the academy whatever comes up for the people around me and I think god that's such an interesting topic to discuss on the podcast so it's all very intuitive what I talk to you about And the reason why I'm telling you this is because what I love is that it always lands where it's needed. So if you found this one resonated with you a lot, then it found its way to you because it was meant for you at this time of whatever you're going through. So have an amazing week. Reflect on this episode. Listen back to it if you need to spend time over it just really looking at it because you'll never move forward with the same mindset that's keeping you stuck so you've always got to do the work on it have an amazing week everyone oh my god as soon as I finished recording this episode I put the radio on I always put BBC2 on on a Sunday my good morning Sunday um with Reverend Kate and the song that came on was Whitney Houston step by step so if you're feeling in the mood, whack it on. I promise you, it's just going to give you even more encouragement. I couldn't believe it when it came on after I did this I did this podcast. So please go on, go and listen to um, Whitney Houston Step by Step. It is the perfect accompaniment to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedaunt.com coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes i'm a sushi chef i also happen to be a cat how'd i get here adobe photoshop it turned a cute kitty like me into a sashimi master and it can make your images look amazing too In just a few clicks, you can replace a boring background, swap out a so-so sky, and remove distractions like people and power lines. With Photoshop, everyone can. I love playing with this mouse. Click or tap the banner to visit Photoshop.com and pounce on your free trial today.